Fantasy Fiver, where each week we cover current events related to the greatest fantasy football league, the Kodiaks. I'm Dave. And I'm Gino. We don't care how much time we have because we don't even care about making this podcast. We're doing it just for you guys. Neither of us want to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we both had disappointing losses. And yeah, so let's just jump right into the controversy. Uh, controversy this week is is Scott being a little girl. And he spent the whole morning on Christmas complaining about how he didn't have to do the Zacco punishments when he lost because he had already written the game off. And, you know, he changed his tune real quick when Philadelphia had the dumbest player of the week. Yeah, you know, I thought that um, I thought that Rue was the littlest bitch I'd ever seen, but it turned out it was Scott. Um so that's tough to do. He was whining, complaining the whole time about how he wasn't going to do it because of the asterisks. Like somehow Fiedler cheating made it so Scott couldn't manage his team, apparently, in Scott's head. Um, and then I didn't see him really sticking up for you not having to do it after he actually accidentally won when he already thought he lost. Yeah, and in fact, you know... I appreciate that he's such a little bitch that he was complaining about it before it had actually happened. And so we all got to see the embarrassment that is Scott Bradley as he limped into the the final game and somehow pulled it off because his team doesn't know how to play. Yeah, you know, I mean, part of me kind of thinks that maybe, maybe you have, you could take this to court and say that Scott actually lost because he already conceded. Oh, he did have a concession speech. Yeah, but I do have a different speech from Scott here, Dave, that he wanted me to, he called in, called the hotline. So since he did, we said we'd play anything people call. He wanted me to play this for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You are the worst fantasy football player ever. I love it. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) We got to say about that. I just, I want to double down on what I said earlier. I hope you step on Rue and I hope you feel real bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's fair enough. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into the uh, the first game of the week: Gerfefe versus Deflated Lives Matter. All right. Um. You know what? Honestly, I guess we can look at it. Um. I okay. Here, here's what we'll say. Here's what we'll say. Allen, great job again at uh, winning seventh place. Really proud of you um, on the back of Todd Gurley. Turns out it was a really nice trade for you. Uh, should have made some more earlier. And now we know that you're you're going to pick Gurley number one overall. Hey, if you have the number one pick, Dave, I keep asking you this every week. Are you going to pick Todd Gurley? Because this is two weeks in a row that he has had the highest amount of points in all of fantasy football, including quarterbacks. Yeah, 
I'm too depressed to care about fantasy football right now. It's gonna take me. It's gonna take me a couple of months to really get my head straight uh, before I can start looking at fantasy football again. I <laughs> I'm dead serious. I literally don't want to look at anything fantasy football right now. It's just so sad. <laughs> I try so hard and fail. So. Oh man. Okay. No. We we can get back to your sob story later, but try to answer my question. Maybe. Just- off of the top of the head. I'm not taking Gurley, man. I hate Gurley. After what Gurley did last year, I I know he's a great fantasy player, but I'm taking Antonio Brown. That's fair. At AB84, man, get better soon. Um, we miss you. All right, looking at, look at the rest of this, um, you know... I bet Allen wishes that the season was starting basically right now because he's got a pretty solid team. His bench even put up decent points. Um, Josh Gordon was disappointing against Chicago. That's That was just – I mean, what are you going to do, though? It's a pretty good defense and a terrible quarterback in a cold area. Um, I don't know, Gino. So last week I would have agreed with you. But this week, you take away Todd Gurley, he doesn't get over 80 points. His team is mostly junk. Muhammad Sanu, Josh Gordon didn't combine for 10 points in wide receiver. His running backs, minus Todd Gurley, put up 12. I mean, his, his tight end had three receptions. This team it did not have a good score. And had Gurley not gone out there and did what Gurley does, I mean, it was a close game. Uh, Dion Lewis kind of saved it in the Pittsburgh defense for Ryan. But this is not a good team. And this is coming from the last place player. I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, if you really do look at it, like this this week uh, was terrible, just fucking terrible for receivers and quarterbacks. Um, most of the running backs actually did a good job. So the fact that Alex Smith put up the points he did was pretty big. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake and and uh, Alex Collins moving forward. Like, if you have those three in your lineup as your as your run, two running backs and flex. I think that you're going to be solid more times than not, like if the season was still going at this point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they had kind of down days, and Kansas City defense, good on your, on your job picking them up. Like, they came out ready to play against Miami. But in all reality, like, you know, more, more times than not, those teams are going to be pretty good. Delaney Walker is usually going to be a top five tight end. So I think the team's actually pretty solid. Um, he's got Case Keenum as well uh, to to be a quarterback that you can fill in with, with Alex Smith. I Carlos Hyde, Sammy Watkins. I think they, they're all, like, on the up and up, honestly. Okay. Uh, let's talking see. about the seventh-place team. Well, and then, you know, let's just have a moment of silence for Ryan. Deflated Lives Matter. You put up a good fight, and it seems like this might be your last game as a Kodiak. So, a moment, Gino. You will be missed, Ryan. Yeah, hey, Ryan, um, you know where the podcast is if you miss us. And feel free to call in still, because you're still a Kodiak. All right, moving on. Always a bridesmaid, Olga Sweaty Clam. Yeah, so this game would have been cool if they had had made the bet that Travis wanted to make, but Brian was being such a sore loser that he didn't even, like, want to acknowledge the text messages and stuff like that 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 – Travis is trying to put forward. Um, at least he did try at the last minute, try to put a real lineup out there. He took AB out and, and put Martavis in. So 
he was trying to actually put a lineup out there. So I think that might be an effort of, uh, you know, actually trying to make the bet happen. So I want to say that since he made some moves that we can acknowledge that the bet was there. I agree. Because if he actually didn't care about it, he wouldn't have taken AB out of his lineup, right? Well, you never know with Brian. But no, I think you're right. I think you're onto something. Uh, and I think, you know, there's some some court decisions that need to be discussed uh, with the commissioners this week. One of those being, was the better real thing? And the other being, are they going to ex- accept Scott's... <laughs> Scott's... <laughs> <laughs> Scott's whatchamacallit uh, his uh, concession speech uh, both of those I'm, I'm waiting anxiously to hear back I'm noticing a theme throughout this entire podcast I just, I'm not sure um, if, if, if I'm reading into this too much but I think that you're, you're going to pretty much bring up the, the Scott concession in most cases today I'm not saying it's not true <laughs> Man, I wish um, they would have made the bet. It would have been more interesting. But third place, Olga Sweaty Clam. Good job. You got 99 points. Break 100 next time, please. Although, I think, let's go with Elisa and Acceler nominee, because I haven't looked at other bench scores yet. But Acceler nominee, Olga's, for having a pair of 50-point running backs on the bench, Gio Bernard and CJ Anderson, apparently both showed up to play. And they went ham. Both of them had really great days. Yeah, the only problem, though, with the Acceler nominees there is that he won still. Um, I I'm I have an Acceler nominee come up later, and I got a long explanation of it as well. So I'll wait and bring that up later. Keep you on your pins and needles there. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and roll on to Curse Me Outside versus 10,000 Indians. Oh, man. So match of the week. And it turned out to be a nail-biter. Yeah, so um, I'll bring it up for you this time. Uh, Scott conceded already uh, based on the text messages you were sending out, and he was already saying he wasn't going to do the Zacco punishments, which is, you know, we have proof for treason that could be probably tried against them in a court of law. Um, But nonetheless, despite everything that should be right in the world, Philadelphia scored a touchdown at the very end of the game that did not matter and put Scott over the top and you lost to him in the Zacco. In fact, not only did it not matter, but, you know, such an important win. Uh, zero time left on the clock. Philadelphia defense should have down the ball to finish the game. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, but you know, honestly, when you're a defensive player and you get the ball in your hands and you can put the ball in pay dirt, I'm not, I don't know if I doubt it either because that might be the one time I do it in my life. You never know, but I mean, maybe he could have fumbled at the goal line and Oakland got the ball back and scored. It would have been, it would have been as bad as that Big Ben pick on the last second against uh, New England the other day. So when you're when you're in the lead, it's better to play smart. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, that's fine. But apart from what might have happened or what could have happened, let's talk about what actually did happen. 
And <laughs> here's why I'm actually feeling sorry for you, Dave. You took a big, like, step out on a limb to start Joe Flacco. And he gave you top five performance of the week for quarterbacks. You put the goat in there in in your flex, and you're like, you know what? If there's one person I can count on to not win the Zacco, it's Larry Fitzgerald. He gave you the number one wide receiver score on the week. Somehow you still lost, man. I That's why I feel bad for you, because the right things should have happened for you. And instead, Scott won on the back of Philly, who outscored everyone on his team, the Philly defense, and Will Lutz getting 13 points as a kicker. <sighs> and Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis had been failing him. How did he start him and get 11 points? I don't know, Gino. I just don't know. Somewhere out there, there's a lesson to learn in this. I'm not sure we're ever going to learn it, though. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. Do you have anything else you want to share? <laughs> um, yeah, in all in all seriousness, um, maybe it was a little bit of karma being paid back for Scott that he never actually got to see his trophy in the year that he won. Uh, or the year that he got lucky in the draft and never made any trades, we'll call it, because uh, he wasn't the he did go from first to worst basically. Um, so we'll see in the future, though. All right, finally moving on. More than a feeling. Asterisks just won. Asterisks, asterisks, the championship match. Oh, asterisks on the season. Asterisks. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and start with the trash award. Um, <laughs> some of you might think I'm going to pick Adam Thielen because he's been a top five wide receiver and they're playing Green Bay, who are, is miserable. Um, some might think I'd pick Keenan Allen because he's been a top five receiver lately and they're playing New York Jets, who are miserable. What really comes down to it, it's going to be that college frat boy, gunslinging Matty Stafford that I'm going to nominate for the trash award, because not only did he let me down and everyone else that picked him to be a top five quarterback this week, but he let Detroit down because they didn't make the playoffs because they lost to Cincinnati, who's been the worst defense for the past four weeks. <laughs> you know, we can just go ahead and give it now. Matt Stafford, trash award. Trash award, Matt Stafford. God, you just suck. And to make matters worse, on my bench, Bortles went Bortling. And in true old-fashioned Bortle fashion, just sucked. He was terrible and scored 34 points in garbage. <laughs> I mean, this was vintage 2015 Bortles. And why exactly why I didn't want to trust him, and he would have won me the, the Kodiak. So... I'm also going to say Acceler War. We're just going to go right now. We got Bortles. We got Diggs, who was like number four on the week in wide receiver scores. And I'm going to go one step further why my team deserves the Acceler Award, Dave. Do you know who the three and four running backs were this week? I do not. Dion Lewis and C.J. Anderson, both former members of More Than a Thielen who would have been in my lineup where I had to play Mike Gillisley 
who has been not even suiting up for the last eight weeks because <laughs> my running back two just decided to keep tumbling and tumbling and imploding with people getting hurt. I was choosing between Capri Bibbs and Elijah Penny and <laughs> threw a dart throw out there with Mike Gillisley, who actually scored a touchdown. So not a terrible play, but um, Acceler, because all of my prior running backs that are on everyone else's teams now that got there without trading um, decided to be top five backs. <laughs> oh, man, this is getting a depressing podcast. I feel bad for you. I was just talking about how miserable our week was. <laughs> <laughs> so on the bright side, Juju had a game thanks to Antonio Brown's injury. Oh man, Juju was scaring me because he had zero points going into the fourth quarter. He had like point two points going into the fourth quarter, and then had a drive of the lifetime. Because <laughs> beating up on Juju so badly, it was kind of sad to watch. Yeah, and then I, and then all of a sudden, like instantly, Zach Ertz just beats me. And I look, go look at the game, and the score is like seven nothing, and he doesn't have a touchdown. I'm, and like both offenses are terrible between Philly and Oakland. I'm like, how did he even get these points? I don't get this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that happened. And when Jesse James put up a, a donut, I thought like a Christmas miracle was going to happen in this game too. But no, it didn't. It didn't. Zach Ertz did what he had to do. All right, so. That's all the games for the week. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not listening anymore either. I want to do need to find a fireball. I want to give credit to um, to Felder um, for for having a good draft on the back of an illegal draft. Um, when you get a num- uh, first round draft pick in the eleventh round, and then actually make good draft picks with Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, and Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, he just held on and, you know, made the one trade that actually didn't benefit him that well. Uh, and he held on for the championship, so that was really good good for, good for him to do. Um, so, congratulations, Eric Fiedler, for your Asterix championship. I will concede that you uh, won this week. And I'm willing to give him the uh, Fireball Award as well. Uh, Keith Cole. Putting Keelan Cole out there, he uh, had been hot for a couple weeks, but, you know, the same reason why I didn't want to play Bortles, they were going to San Francisco on a team that had won three games straight with Mike or with uh, Garoppolo, and they still did lose, but Keelan Cole continued to have a good, a good fantasy game. I'm for it. Uh, Eric, congratulations. Enjoy that fireball. And uh, hope to see your video soon. Eric, Fireball Award, you claimed already that you're sending videos out to us that we have not received. Um, Gave us some excuse about your mother-in-law having the pictures or videos. So we look forward to all of the videos now that you uh, have a Fireball Award. Um, Speaking of awards, Dave, you can be happy. And one thing this week. I finally won a shotgun bet. You won a shotgun bet, and I think that it's all karma because 
you didn't really believe in the in the uh, the Dave Daly bump there. You were just trying to hope that it would work out that we didn't have to put an asterisk on this season. No, no, I believed in the Dave Daly bump. I just I didn't actually believe Felder was going to win. The problem was I was just giving Felder the Dave Daly bumps, try to take him down, try to knock the king off his throne. Uh, that's where my issue was. I thought you were going to win this. Yeah, so um, that's where we're at. Uh, it was shotgun video, and it will be coming your way soon. And congratulations on winning a bet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I guess there is some light in the darkness right now. <laughs> this is the most depressing podcast we've ever had. <laughs> it seriously is. Luckily, it's going to be short. At least you won a trophy. Uh, you know what? I actually I did take first place in our league. Uh, Yahoo told me today when I logged on, I won the Oracle Award oh, because yeah. I the most correct pick on picks this year. And I think the number to beat was maybe I got maybe like five right, and nobody else tried. So, so apparently there I was did. this contest called the Pick'em, and Dave did, was the only one that knew about it. And I want to ask the commissioners how much money he actually gets for winning the Oracle Award. Well, I guarantee you, nothing that knew because the first year we did this, Travis actually I think did them like every week. So Travis went ham and got a ton of pickups. So more than just me knew about Pick'em. It's it's literally all you have to do is look at the matchups each week. And just right there at the top, it says pick the winner. It's not, I'm not trying to keep a secret here. Uh, I am just the Pick'em champion. So uh, I would like a trophy if the commissions can find a way to send me one. Uh, I promise to put my name on it and display it proudly next to my pink shirt and license plate cover. Don't forget your Zacco trophy. Wait, there's a Zacco trophy? Oh, there is a Zacco trophy. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Is it Grande Azul? Um, I don't know if Grande Azul is on it or not, but it probably should be. Um, but there is a Zacco trophy for sure. Oh, man. I don't even remember what that looks like. Yeah, it has, it's, it has those squiggly balls on it. The eyeballs? You know, I can't remember what it looks like. You remember, I never thought I could win it. Do you remember when Schutze got it and then he didn't want to be in the league anymore? <laughs> I'm going to quit too. I'll keep doing the podcast. Though, don't worry. We'll keep doing the podcast. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, you won two awards. Congratulations. Um, I was just, you know, uh, a NARP and I got second place. Apparently Yahoo thinks I deserve a trophy, but no one else does. Um, I guess I really don't want to do anything else for the rest of this podcast. Uh, Neither do I. I think that what we'll do is maybe in a week or two, we'll have another podcast. We'll give out some awards like worst draft pick, um, who to look forward to in the future and things like that. But, uh, for now we'll just leave it as a solemn ending podcast. Yeah. I think, I think we'll definitely. Here in a couple of weeks, we'll do a superlatives, just how the season went down, give out some fun awards. And, you know, we've already done a deep drive into the draft, but we'll, we'll just talk about it again. And we'll talk about, you know, some more positive things maybe we can do next year. And we can also cover a little bit of the playoff matchup as those go down. Although those tend to be a little less exciting just because it's, I mean, 
it's a secret who's on your team, but then it's not a secret. And then, you know, as long as you keep winning, like they're still on your team. So uh, maybe we'll do one on like a strategy for the playoff matchup. We'll see. But yeah, guys, uh, Eric, congratulations again. You, you did a great job this year. I don't want to take away from your win. I know it's going to be an asterisk, but you did a great job. And it's never easy to win a fantasy championship. And it started with your draft. You played it well the whole year and you held on to take number one. So congratulations. Uh, Scott, you're a little bitch and everybody else. I love you and have a great week. Yeah. Well, before we say bye, Dave, there's, there's one thing I want to tell everyone. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we enjoyed doing this. We're going to continue to do this. Obviously in the off season, we won't do it every week like we were, but we'll do it every once in a while. Um, this is, we, we mostly want to do it to get everyone to keep in touch. We want to do this thing called keeping up with the Kodiak. Um, in which we can actually get one, one of, one of you guys on the phone with us every time we can actually talk to you guys a little bit. Uh, keep everyone in touch. Probably start with Felder. We can talk about his win and we can talk about his strategy for the NFL matchups that we have coming up. So, um, look forward to that. Felder will be reaching out to you. Okay. All right. And with that, see ya. See ya. Intro music is Happy Whistle by Scott Holmes. Hi, old Gino. I think he's going to listen to you guys record. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. What I really want to do is give you the picks for the week. Well, there are no picks for the week. It's over. No. The playoffs. Uh, Those don't matter. Yeah. I'm watching football after the regular season. (laughs) Well, no, you still have to because we have the NFL pick them. I don't have to. I'm just going to pick random people and I'm going to call it. I'll try to win.